0: All right, it's always game day in Buffalo. We'll answer a couple of questions here after this. Let's talk about the offense. Khalil Shakir steps up in the place of Jamison Crowder. You hope that he's going to be okay. And in the place of Isaiah McKenzie as well. Isaiah McKenzie uh, with a concussion. We talked about Josh starting off slowly. I don't know what happened at halftime, but they made some adjustment to really get the running game going. Devin Singletary, four and a half yards of carry. I thought he was a difference maker in the second half, both in the run and pass game. Quietly, close to 100 yards of total offense for Devin Singletary, Matt.
1: Yeah, I think the last drive he really stood out. I mean, the play that's going to kind of be at the top of the list for me is the screen pass, where yeah. they hit him right off the, you know, snap the ball, throw it right to him. He gets all the way down. They actually said after the game, they told him, and this is just kudos to the Bills. It was a master class with the game clock management at the yeah. end of the at the end of the second half. It was so good compared to some of the stuff we've seen the last couple weeks. But well, I guess just last week rather. Mm-hmm. But They told him, don't score, like get down there, give yourself a, just get down, don't get into the end zone. And then he had the nice run where they were trying to let him score, but he knew not to. And then they had the QB sneak. So yeah, I I would say after the fumble, Devin Singletary really redeemed. It It wasn't just the fumble. It was a fumble and it was a drop, but he really redeemed himself because I just, I don't get the Zach Moss thing. I've tried to make it make sense. I've tried to understand why they do it. It just doesn't feel like it ever
0: gives them the spark that they're looking for. And he had another run on third and one. The offense that I'm not going to put this did. on Zach Moss. But no, yeah, he did it. No, and if it you're going to have him in as a power guy and whatever, you're going to expect to get some of those. Um, they they don't have much of a power game on on third and fourth and short. They did convert one or two of those today, but that was really Josh Allen kind of leaking out a little bit and doing that, not going straight ahead. Uh, Devin Singletary also fumbled, not a good fumble by Devin Singletary. He got yanked out of the game. You already brought up the end of the game sequence. Let's talk about that. I'd like to do that. Um, you're right. It was a great, great job by Sean McDermott. And I think what people might not realize, and McDermott talked about this after the game, he's got people upstairs telling him, talking to him where the chains are, what the time is like, this is, something he's in communication with. He gets with Josh. Josh knows what the situation is. They tell Devin Singletary. That's not said right when they get down to the 10. As you pointed out, Devin knew not to score even before that. They knew what the situation was. They played it perfectly so that they could score with no time left. They intentionally did not score. And how about the Ravens? They were trying to let him score. One guy didn't do it and made the tackle and another one of the defenders kind of put his hands on his head. Like, Oh, why did you do that? Why did you tackle him?
1: Uh-huh. And I will say, I want to point out one other kind of smart decision. It did not work for the bills, but his answer to why they,
0: were you in the press conference when he was asked about why they elected to receive the ball? At the, I, start wait, of the half? I, I wasn't there, but my guess is let me guess because yep. it was going to rain. So they wanted to yep. get up early. If that was the case,
1: exactly. He said, yeah. based off of the yep. forecast that we had, we saw rain there coming up in the second and third quarter. We wanted to have a possession where we didn't think the rain was going to play a factor. It obviously didn't work out, but I think that reasoning is really, really smart. And that shows you how many layers there are to all of this. (laughs) My thought when they did it was, well, they've scored eight times in a row to start games with the ball and offense. Why not keep going? But when you have that kind of explanation, you're like, Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. But, just an offense in a whole night and day compared to the first, let's say 27 minutes of the game. And then sure. the final 33 minutes of the game, because they looked like the normal bills on that final drive at the end of the first half, when they scored the touchdown to Isaiah McKenzie. And then in the second half, I mean, they only scored 13 points. We're used to them putting up more, but given the conditions, given the like kind of the way the game played out, that's still pretty impressive. They, they did a good job.
0: Yeah. By the way, I'll say, I'm glad we got it because we talked about it on the broadcast. What you just talked, I did not hear his response, but that we debated on the broadcast, why did they do that? And we figured, hey, it's because it's going to rain. And they think about this. I go back to the New England game last year. There was something else similar with the wind and the the wind and uh, the snow and all that that was going to happen and how he thought through that. So it doesn't surprise me that Sean McDermott was thinking about it. Sometimes I think you can have paralysis by analysis, if you will, a little over analysis, but mm-hmm. I think it made, it made, it made sense. It, it was... The right thing to do, it just didn't turn out right for the Bills because obviously they started off and Josh threw an interception. Okay, so before we get to questions, we asked last week on this podcast, who are the Bills? We both agreed they're still the best team in the AFC, should be favored to win the Super Bowl. Um, After today's win, I would like to kind of take it a, a, a different way, I guess. I mean, who are the Ravens? Who are the Dolphins? How close are they? After today, do you think that the Ravens, And the dolphins are closer to the bills than what we thought they were, or was today an indication because of the way that the bills kind of gave them everything. And then came back to win an indication that the bills are still, there's still a pretty good gap between them and these teams.
1: I would say, I think right now the dolphins are the better team than the Ravens. And I know they played each other and they did beat them. So you give them the nod there. But if you were going to have to play either one of these teams in the playoffs, I would be more scared yeah. to play the Ravens than I would to play the good Dolphins. Point. And I think a lot of that comes down to Lamar and just 100%. having a dynamic game changer quarterback. So I think, what the, I think the Ravens are very similar to the Dolphins. I think they're a playoff team. I don't think they're good enough to contend because I don't think their defense is great. And I don't think they have quite enough playmakers on offense outside of Lamar. But when you get to the playoffs and you've got a guy like that, there is certainly reason you always would have a chance. And I think the bills, I know the question was about everybody else. I still think the bills are the best or the second best team in the AFC. It's a toss up for me between them and Kansas city. I think both of those teams are going to be on a crash course to play each other again in the playoffs, probably deep in the playoffs and it'll just be a matter of where it is. If it's in orchard park or if it's in Kansas city. So that's why not to look too far ahead, The Bills are gonna have to try and get a win against the Steelers, and you cannot write off the Steelers ever. Even when the Steelers aren't good, we have seen that they always kind of seem to hang around. But I I am really intrigued by the matchup week six between the Bills and the Chiefs. And while I was talking about this, Patrick Mahomes just scored a ridiculous touchdown.
0: Okay. So I just went to Twitter as because I was looking up some of these questions. I see people talking about it. I haven't seen it. I can't wait to see it. He like he like scrambled off to the right. And then
1: like did a little spin juke move to get out of a tackle and then just kind of flipped the ball up in the air. Like he was giving like almost like laying up a basketball and it went right over the defender's head into the, I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire's hands. It was
0: pretty spectacular. So it's Edwards Hilaire's second touchdown then. I believe so. Uh, Let's see here. Yep. he's got two, he's got one running. So as people are listening to this, they're going to know the results of the game already. (laughs) We're not, we're this in real time. All right. 21, three Kansas city. Uh, Hey, the bills were down 20 to three and they came back in one. I don't think the chiefs are going to lose this. one. I agree with you. Uh, The Buccaneers just can't move the ball on offense. And um, Tom Brady is just not the same quarterback right now. He is five of six. As I tell you this for 56 yards, but it's clear that that is not the same offense. All right. What do you have for some questions before we roll out of here?
1: Okay. So there's a lot of them. One of them is just, this is from Tom Shakir earning more time, even assuming either McKenzie or Crowder can return. And I think it's a good question because he had two big plays in this game.
0: I'd like to see it. I still think it's good to have Jamison Crowder back as a return man. He's been good. He's a veteran. I don't know what the update on him is. I believe they had his ankle in an air cast. So that's never good. Uh, But Khalil Shakir needs to be on the field in some capacity. I agree with that. Will they out? This is from Mike. Will they elevate Tavon Austin or Isaiah Hodgins? It's a great, great question. I would think maybe Tavon Austin is first because the guy you lost, the two guys you lost really are return men, right? Mm-hmm. You think about it. James Crowder and Isaiah McKenzie. So I don't know what your, your thought is, but mine is Tavon Austin is very much in play for next week. Now.
1: I agree. I am curious though, if they do want a little bit more size, depending on what they think of Gabe, because still, Gabe Davis, he played again today, but it just doesn't seem like he's fully healthy. Right. And, it, and at one point, at what point, I wonder if they just say, hey, or if they ever get to that point, if they're like, hey, let's just give him a week off and see if that makes him better or they figure something out. So if he wasn't available, then I would say Hodgins because you don't have Kumaro either. But if Gabe is good to go, as is Diggs and Shakir, Then I would say Tavon, because I think he's a little closer to the skill set of McKenzie and of Crowder. So that's just my opinion there. Let's see. There was one, and
0: I didn't see who wrote it. Somebody asked about re-signing Jordan Poyer, actually, because of the game he had and what's going on at the safety position. And Matt, I will tell you, I still don't necessarily see it happening for any sort of like like long-term contract. I am starting to think a little more that maybe they get to the end of the year and they work out a one-year deal and say, Jordan, we'd still love to have you. We just can't commit a lot of money to you. Let's get, you know, we'll, we'll get you on a one-year deal. They kind of, they, they move money around to be able to make it work because he showed today how truly important he is to this team. And I think he would remain important to this team beyond 2022.
1: Here's a good one. This is from Nish. Do the bills re-sign for Maine Edmonds?
0: I don't know. I think these are questions that, we still have a lot of weeks to remain, right? So yeah. I don't know. That's something we have to revisit back after like week eighteen. <laughs> I think that they really like
1: uh, they love Matt Milano. They really like Terrell Bernard,
0: but Tremaine Edmonds.
1: He has this stick. Like people think, there's no one in the middle on Tremaine Edmonds. Either he's a great player or he's a terrible player. I think he's a very good player. I think he was a very good player today. I think he made a lot of plays and everybody will be like, oh, well, he overcommitted this one moment here or he missed this one tackle here. Well, he's always around the ball. So there are more opportunities for him to either make big plays or to slip up. And I think today he made way more big plays than mess ups. Uh, let's see. Here's a couple questions. This is a little one that I don't think you probably care about at all. But
0: SpongeBob or Rugrats? That's from DJ. That's an easy SpongeBob. OK, no, so I, no I, questions I, asked. I don't really I do watch SpongeBob because Max watch watches SpongeBob. I, I don't I didn't watch it myself and mm-hmm. I never watched Rugrats and neither is he. Well,
1: Spongebob, I still make Spongebob references more than I'm <laughs> willing to probably like to admit. This is a good one. I have to find it because I want to give them credit for asking it. Okay, well, I don't know who what their pers- this person's name is. It's Food Additive Designer of the Year. What is okay. the best appetizer at a restaurant, and why is it the free chips at Chili's? And I'm not going to say that. that. That's it. But what is your favorite appetizer? You can give me a specific restaurant and the dish, or you can just give me a type of appetizer that you can get at any place.
0: Okay, so first of all, let me start with... If I'm going out to a restaurant, I want bread beforehand. Like that makes a, makes a difference what I think They're, about the restaurant if you give me bread before the meal. hundred percent. My wife says to me, she'll laugh because like, oh, they have bread. And she'll laugh. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's good. That means that the restaurant, yeah, that's what they should do. She could give me some bread. Now, if they want to give chips or something like that, that's fine. But I'm all into the bread, Italian bread with the, the dipping sauce, the oregano and the, and the olive oil and all that. So I'm totally good with that. But that's not really an appetizer. I would say it's, it doesn't matter where. Calamari is the best. Yes, appetizer. Sal. Yes. That's calamari a great is answer. The best appetizer. That's such a good answer. Squeezing, and that's, squeezing some lemon on it. Yep. Dipping it. I'm glad you said it.
1: That's what I was going to say. I don't count, I think some people will be like, why didn't you guys say wings? I don't necessarily count no. wings an, as an appetizer. You can eat wings as an appetizer, but you I don't ever do that. A meal. Exactly. I think calamari is an exceptional answer there. That's what I was going to go with as well. Um, any other questions that you want to answer? Anything that you're sniffing through here?
0: Uh, no, just, uh, you know what? Not from the uh, viewers, but you, you had a chance. I'm down in the field. You're kind of poking around on, uh, the other games a little more than I am on Sunday. What struck you?
1: Well, I just actually watched an unbelievable catch from Mike Evans. So he <laughs> just, he just caught a touchdown. Uh, what struck me was Jets Steelers. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. Jets what... Steelers right now. He's so he's, he's... going to face Pickett next week. I don't think so. Cause he had okay. three picks in the second half. Okay. So he, he uh, Kenny, Pick to oh, not geez. pick it. But so, yeah, I don't think that I think they'll probably stick with Mitch. That's just kind of what I'm guessing. Right. But we shall see. It makes this week that much more interesting. I was very surprised to see the Packers in the Patriots going overtime. I did not see that coming. But I also don't think the Packers are that good. I, th- I think that says I think that says more about the Packers than it does about the Patriots. I love
0: it, I love it Matt. I agree with you 100%.
1: And obviously, we know my feelings about Aaron Rodgers. But I think when we went into the season, a lot of people had the Packers game circled on the calendar as a really tough one. And every game in the NFL is, to an extent. But I think the Bills are a much better team than the Packers are, at least right now.
0: Yeah, the Jets winning was uh, was nice. That was cool to see um, Zach Wilson go in there and get even a touchdown catch. Is what he did right? Uh-huh. I think that you saw that as well. Um, that was really cool. I'm trying to think of some other games. The what, dude? How many points are the Bills going to score in the Lions when they play Thanksgiving? It's going to be insane. That I mean, that score today, forty-eight to
1: forty-five. The Lions had twenty-two points in the fourth quarter, so oh, that right. was. I mean, they just every game. That's they the play,
0: Lions, right? That's what they do.
1: Yeah, I, the Colts stink too. By the way, yeah. and I, I just don't get it. I feel. If you're a fantasy football player and you drafted Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor had 20 rushes today for 42 yards, averaging nice. 2 yards a carry. Not nice but nice, yeah. Like what
0: the heck? I know. What
1: happened to them? I thought they were going to be re- I thought they were going to win that division.
0: Well, look, oh, the overall the AFC, I'll end this on big picture. As we sit here now, the Chiefs are winning. They're up 21-10 on the Bucks. We'll see how that turns out. If the Chiefs do wind up winning their game, Matt, there will only be three AFC teams with less than two losses. The Dolphins, Chiefs, and Bills. That's it. If the Chiefs lose, it's just the Dolphins and Bills. Yeah. Everybody else has at least two losses after four weeks, which is
1: insane. I feel like I remember this from looking at it last week. I don't
0: think the Dolphins schedule is incredibly difficult. It's in not coming forward. up. It's not. But they also have the the Tua issue and every, all the distraction around that. I don't, I, I'm curious to see how they handle all this. Yeah. So they go there. I'll just read their next four at the jets,
1: home Vikings, home Steelers at the lions. I think they could probably, I think three and one would be the baseline there for how they get through those three, those four games. So I think that they're going to be just hanging around. Maybe I'm wrong. A lot of that depends on Tua, but it's not like they handled that situation perfectly the first time. So I don't have a ton of faith that they're going to handle it right the second time.
0: We'll talk a lot more about the bills and the Steelers on our next podcast, as well as the rest of the AFC We thank you for listening now, and we hope you always do. We come at you twice a week at least here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Download it, subscribe it, throw us a nice rating, and you can do it wherever you want. I mean, you can get this podcast on your Apple iTunes. Uh, platforms on Spotify through the odyssey app, of course, wherever else you pod. All right, Matt. So listen, you have a safe flight back to Buffalo. It's going to be a fun week getting ready for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Now that the bills are back on the winning track, Mondays are always much better in Western New York when the bills win, aren't they? we both know that.
1: Oh, they certainly are. And they're also much better when you're flying back from Baltimore and it's only a 45 minute flight and you don't have a layover. I will be home and be back in bed. God willing, by like 9 a.m. tomorrow, which is... Are you
0: jealous that I'm already home?
1: Oh, you have no I, I've already looked twice at trying to change my flight out tonight because our friends Hi. over at Wham! and Rochester, Jenna and Mike, they're flying out tonight. And when I have the opportunity to leave the night of, I usually always take it. But for some reason, I didn't book that flight originally. I booked the early Monday morning one. And then to, in order to change it, it just was too much money. It was like, that doesn't matter. Yeah. So wow. I'm going I'm to get my four and a half hours of sleep in this little hotel here. And then I'll uh, get some Jamba juice at Baltimore airport, BWI.
0: Great airport. Love it. Wow. And then I'll be home. Take your time, have a safe flight. It's nice having charter life and being back here already in I Buffalo bet. and getting ready. That way uh, people can hear me on Monday morning, but by the time you listen to this, it's already probably Monday night or Tuesday, but we thank you either way. And no matter when you do for Matt, I'm Sal. Thanks for joining us on it's always game day in Buffalo.